of guys at round table i am your host vladimir jean philippe and <sighs> let's talk about fear today guys fear the unpleasant emotion caused by the belief someone or something is dangerous likely to cause pain or is a threat so with this whole notion of fear i wanted to talk about this today because i've noticed a lot of negativity on the social medias and I just wanted to kind of understand why we are seeing so much negative stuff, especially now that we are getting closer to election time and we're seeing a lot of uh, social unrest. I hate to say it, but we're seeing a lot of social and racial unrest. Uh, we're seeing a lot of, I guess you could say, Trump supporters uh, acting out and you know, being more vocal, <laughs> Bernie Sanders, not Bernie Sanders. Oh, I wish Bernie was running, but <laughs> Joe Biden supporters, I should say, uh, are coming out of the woodworks and supporting Joe Biden, even though he has a very sketchy past. Right. And so you see these two uh, groups going at each other. You got the, uh, the Biden supporters going against the Trump supporters. Trump supporters are insufferable to Biden supporters and Biden supporters are insufferable to Trump supporters. And they just keep hurling insults at each other all day, yelling at each other from across the way. And it's just nonsense, right? On both ends. And I've always wanted to know why that is. Why are we seeing such an influx of just plain old stupidity going on out there? And it has, I guess you could say dawned on me that, a lot of the stuff that you're seeing is perpetuated by fear. It is the fear of the unknown or fear of change or fear that the other party is going to lead us down the social s-hole that we can't climb out of, right? It, it, it's one of these things where it's just like you can kind of see what's going on, but you can't quite put your finger on it, right? And so I've been looking at things and observing from a distance because I have no political affiliation. I'm neither Democrat nor Republican. Hell, I'm not even an independent, okay? At this point in my life, I'm just kind of like, okay, what are your policies? And how do you plan on bettering or advancing human social life forward and not regress to this primeval, primitive kind of idealistic or ideological uh thought traps that we continuously find our friends and ourselves in. It, it, it's one of these things is just like, I'm looking at people, I'm looking, I'm, I'm just looking out there and you just kind of see the stupidity that's going on and the left versus the right and they're yelling at each other and it all stems from fear is what I've noticed. Everybody's afraid. A friend of mine broke it down to me. It was just like, okay, fear can stand for two things. And I was like, what? Fear is fear, okay? It's like you're scared of something. But he's like, no, fear could be F everything and run or face everything and rise. And then he found that off of me and he told it to me. And I was just like, whoa, that makes a lot of sense. So a lot of people right now are in this constant state of fight or flight. Media is telling us that life is bad. 
that if Trump loses the election, that we're just going to go down this social unrest and then Trump is president right now and we're still seeing this social unrest, which makes no sense to me. And they just keep feeding you all this negative attention, all these bad stuff like cops killing on on black folks, the death of Breonna Taylor, nobody's being charged. Hell, even it, it was found out or earlier today or yesterday that the um, there will be no charges brought up. But the family got $12 million in settlement. So it, it, it's always pushing this notion of fear on you. It's keeping you in this heightened state of arousal, whether you have to fight or you have to flight. And your auto nervous system is kicking in right now, right? You're in this constant state of whether you want to fight or flight. And that's why you see a lot of this riots that's going on. That's why you see a lot of these protests going on. That's why you see counter protests. On top of everything, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're supposed to be practicing social distancing, wearing a mask, trying to protect our fellow human beings. But rather, we are so afraid for our own survival that we are going to the extremes to preserve our lives. And it, all you have to do is literally just look out, well, not even look out your window, because if you really took the time and looked out your window, you would find that life is really nice. Your neighbors are not that mean. Nobody's coming down to gun you down. Nobody's coming to take your jobs. You find out that life is really good if you just turn off the news, right? But we're in this perpetual heightened state that we think a lot of this stuff is going on. So fear is the illogical response to a lot of things that's going on, okay? We fear change. Like, let's face it, like whether you want to believe it or not, we do not want things to change because we have a system right now that works for a certain group of people. And if that system were to change, people think that that certain group of people would lose their status. Rich people are at the top right now. 1% of the, uh, of the world's population owns 99% of the world's wealth. And that's a lot for like 1%. So People think that if you switch that around, there won't be enough resources to go around, which makes absolutely no sense. But we're in this constant state of fear that we think that if we start doing things differently, then things are going to go to hell. When in reality, things are really good. I mean, if you're poor, you're poor. Because <laughs> let's be honest, poor people get crapped on all the time. What's the famous quote goes? How does it go? Uh, Shit rolls downhill, right? <laughs> So if you at the bottom of the hill and it's rolling out, it's going to hit, it's going to pile up on you. <laughs> so when we really take the time to look at what's going on, you'll find out that life is really not that bad. It took me a minute to kind of fall out of this fear of that I was living in. And it's not a fear of political gains or being rich or being poor. My fear was quite different. Okay. My fear was, I don't know who was going to run up on me and mess me up. Okay, because I was living a different type of lifestyle before I met my girlfriend and before this kid. And meeting my girlfriend, it, it kind of calmed me down a lot, a lot. Having this kid really turned me around 180. Because I was uh, I was living a lifestyle that was not conducive to a sane person should be living. Okay, I don't want to get into much into my past. Maybe that'll be a, a podcast later on in the future, but... I was always living in a state of perpetual fear. And once I found my girlfriend and we settled down into a solid relationship, I realized that the way I was living was not right. And for all intents and purposes, I changed myself for the better. I don't know if she notices, but 
I notice. I notice this a lot because I am finding myself willing to be more compromisable for her. I'm finding myself sacrificing things that I would normally do on a whim to kind of make her happy. And for me, once I got over that fear of what my day-to-day life was going to be like, I realized life is great. (laughs) It really, life is amazing. I got a little kid that I get to watch grow up. I never had a father in my life. I get to be a father. I get to be the father that she needs. I never had a father to kind of tell me how to grow up, what to do, what not to do, teach me right from wrong, tie a tie, and all this other cool stuff that fathers do. But I get to be that for my little girl. So my perpetual state of fear has done a complete 180. I mean, I still have a little bit of fear because I kind of look around and I see all these nut jobs out here and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I got to protect my little girl from these things. But that's different. That's more rational fear. That's just the fear of the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. So you're trying to prepare for it, which is technically the same kind of fear. But (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Okay, you kind of see where I'm getting at. But all I'm saying is, is if you take the time out from being in this perpetual arousal state where you have to fight or you have to fight or, or flight, you'll find out that life is really great. The sun shines, the birds chirp, life goes on. It's chill. It's very chill. But because we live in this social media age, and I'm not blaming social media for a lot of the ills in the world because honestly, social media just shined a light on a lot of the things that we see in life. A lot of people want to blame social media for a lot of the ills we have in this world. And I don't think that's right because all social media does is just shines a spotlight. That's it. It's a light. So if there's a dark alley somewhere where people are doing some sketchy shit, all social media does is just shines a light on it. Now, all of a sudden, people are claiming police brutality by the thousands and the millions when police brutality has been going on for centuries. It's just that now we have the technology to capture it all. Social media is not a bad thing. Social media is a great thing, really. And if you go looking for negative things, I hate to say it, but the law of attraction is going to continue to bring you negative things, thus keeping you in this state of perpetual fear. The media can only control you if you allow it to. The media is going to give you fear, fear, fear. Why? Because it, it, it heightens your sense of awareness now. You're like, oh, crap, there's this crap going on. What else is going on? So you keep coming back to this media, to this news outlet to be like, okay, what else do I have to be on the lookout for? What else is going on out there that I need to to be worried about or I need to look out for? That's how this works. Once you understand that mechanism of how it works, that the media feeds you this nonstop negativity, all you have to do is turn your TV off, turn your phone off, and step outside. You'll find out your neighbors are really nice people. You may find out they have a drug problem. Hey, who knows? You can help them out. You'll find out that people are really not that bad. There are bad people. But for the most part, people are not that bad. So we are constantly being fed this fear mongering and this notion that life is this nonstop thing. And eventually, on the on the extreme end of things, fear begins to radicalize people. Fear starts to change people's behavior. And then the extreme illogical fears become phobias. That's why you have the KKK, the neo-Nazis, and all this other stuff is because if you really break it down, they're afraid. 
Why are they afraid? They're afraid that their race, quote unquote, is going to be the minorities. And they know how badly minorities are treated. <laughs> so they don't want to become the minority. So they don't be treated, uh, be mistreated as uh, accordingly, I guess you could say, right? I'm not sympathizing with them. I'm just saying that's how that logical thinking works of fear. Essentially, when you break it down, they're just afraid. And obviously, minorities are afraid of them because they do acts of violence upon minorities, which causes the fear, which is justified. But if you would just take the time and just learn about each other and expose yourself to other things and other cultures and other people, exposure cures a lot of the fear. If aliens were to come down right now as we speak, a lot of you guys would go into like panic mode because you just realized your world has been shattered. You've been living in this bubble that earthlings are the only creatures uh, that are alive in this entire galaxy. And now you see this extraterrestrial being come down and it's like it shatters your, your reality. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? What? At first, you're going to be afraid. You're going to be petrified. And then all your little, your little idiosyncrasies against humans and your little petty grievances against other people, your racism against other people, your, your stupidity against other human beings is going to dissipate just like that. Gone. Because now your world has been exposed to something way more like out of your realm of possibility, right? Now there's extraterrestrials out there. You've been exposed to humans. You know what humans are about. You don't know what these extraterrestrials are about. So now your fear goes from not humans, but to these extraterrestrials. Now you're more in cohesion with the human beings because now you got extraterrestrials that you don't know a damn thing about. And now you're afraid of them, <laughs> right? But then as you get more exposed to extraterrestrials, you realize, oh crap, there's other beings out there in the universe. What else is out there? What else can I be? Uh, what else can I learn? So exposure really cures a lot of things. I mean, it'll expose a new fear, essentially, but it really does cure a lot of the ills of fear. So why did I do this podcast today? I did this podcast today because I've watched a lot of my friends that I grew up with in Lebanon become radicalized. They have, I don't want to say they've been radicalized, but they've adopted <laughs> some rather unsavory uh, belief systems all of a sudden. And they never thought this way before. And now I'm looking at it. I'm just like, why are they spewing all this nonsense and all this garbage? And then I realize a lot of these guys are afraid. They're hardworking people. They're middle-class blue-collared folks. They're afraid of losing their jobs. They were told that, quote-unquote, socialism is the reason why their jobs are being dissipated. Or why their financial situation is such in a crappy situation. They've been told all these lies by the media, newspaper, news outlets, Facebook. Well, let me rephrase that. Uh, things they've seen on Facebook, things they've seen on Twitter, things they've seen on social media has been feeding them this lie that it's this, it's X, Y, Z that's responsible for your misery. And then the fear kicks in. Well, if it's X, Y, Z doing this to make my life miserable, if this XYZ thought had become more popular and widely accepted, what the hell is going to happen on a bigger scale? Can I get out of this poverty? Can I get out of my crappy situation that I'm in now? Is it possible? See, that's how that fear works. It compounds everything and then it perpetuates everything. 
to the extremist levels. And then all of a sudden, you go down this rabbit hole, and now you're radicalized. Now you're rooting for fascism. You're rooting for neo-Nazis, and you're rooting for actual Nazis, and all this other garbage that's out there. So it takes exposure and knowledge and the willingness to find that exposure and to expose yourself to that that you need to know and that is unknown. You need to expose yourself to those and then you will know. And knowing is knowledge and knowledge is power. And But then on the bad end of everything, power corrupts and absolute power absolutely corrupts or corrupts absolutely. So <laughs> there's a fine, delicate balance that you have to kind of go through. Life is about yin and yang, okay? It's whatever, however amount of good you do is however amount of bad you get back. <laughs> All right, it's about balance. So if you have a crappy 37 years of your life, the next 37 years is going to be great. It's about balance. It's can you see your way through it? But yeah, I've seen a lot of my friends become radicalized and I've asked myself why. And it's because of fear. They're afraid. And I come to you today to tell you there's no need to be afraid. Life is not that bad. I've learned this lesson the hard way. Life is great. If you allow it to be great, don't get me wrong. Life can get bad and it can get bad rather quickly, but also life is great. And you have to take those greatness into account. You have to cherish those greatness as well. You have to nurture the good stuff as well as you do the bad stuff. Cause if you water the bad stuff, all you're going to get is bad stuff. You water negativity, negativity breeds negativity. If you water positivity, positivity yields positive. So whatever you decide to water and to grow and to nurture is what you're going to get back in life. I've left behind a very <laughs> troublesome life. And believe me, I'm nurturing this positivity stuff and all I'm seeing is positive stuff re in return. So I'm investing in positivity and I'm yielding positive returns. So that's what I come to you today is to tell you to, hey, life is not that bad. Don't fall for that BS crap that, you know, the left versus right stuff. It, it, it's nonsense. If you really go outside and you check out your neighbors, I'm telling you, people are not that bad. They're actually good people. And even the bad people are good people. They just had bad, a string of bad things happen to them that led them to the crappy situations that they are in. But as soon as they meet somebody who's positive, that changes their life views and it changes their lives around. So be that positive influence for somebody else so that way they can breed positivity as well. Invest in positivity, yield the positive returns. That's all I have to say about that. And thank you for listening to me. Listen to ah, thank you for listening to me rant today. <laughs> there we go. I can English. <laughs> oh man. This is guys at the round table. I'm Vladimir Jean-Philippe. And yeah, be sure to subscribe. If you are listening to this for the first time, why should you subscribe? It's free and it helps me out. It kind of gives me more listeners and more followers, hopefully. I'm trying to grow the podcast channel. So if you wouldn't mind hitting that subscribe button, that subscribe button for your boy, that would be great. And uh, hit me up on Twitter at GOTR Podcast. I would love to interact with you guys on Twitter uh, as, the, uh, as well because there's a lot of negativity on Twitter. So if we can start to become the beacon of light and positive things on Twitter... I think we can take Twitter down and change it for the better. Not take it down in the sense of like, you know, shutting down Twitter, but like taking off the negative crap off your feed and start injecting some positivity into it. And so that's what I would like to do. So be sure to hit me up on Twitter at GOTR podcast. 
I would love to interact with you guys and get your thoughts and feedbacks and whatnot. I mean, fair criticism, just tell me how I did in this podcast. If I talk too much, tell me I talk too much. If you enjoyed the podcast, tell me what you liked about it. If you didn't like the podcast, what didn't you like about it? And what would you like for me to change? So interact with me on Twitter at GOTR Podcast, and we can make this thing a positive community because I would love to build one with you guys and have that positive interaction as well. And be sure to hit me up on Patreon. It's only a dollar to subscribe. And <laughs> you pretty much get all our contents from uh, modern to all the past work that I've done as well. So hit me up on Patreon.com at Guys at the Roundtable. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I love y'all. Peace. <laughs>